philosophers. Number one, the bank wanted drug screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having. All right, folks, we are back again. Relatively soon after our last pod, which is, uh, who would have who thought that? Sooner than uh, Yeah, but nonetheless, we are back talking about movies. Um, we're talking about a good one today, actually. One that really was kind of, I don't want to say under the radar, because it did get a lot of hype on the interweb and uh, talking about people. People yeah. were talking about it a lot. But not something that people, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and that is, of course, the hulu original film it is oh it's i believe so it probably um, is i think i think hulu acquired it it's only streaming on hulu yeah. so i would i would lead that would lead me yeah, to believe that it's the a theaters, hulu yeah. original so it's a streaming movie which we don't really talk about hardly ever i don't know if have we ever had an episode about a movie that was only on streaming that's a great question actually um i don't think so i mean like we did do what was the um, Adam McKay one? Uh, yeah, that was straight to Netflix. But it had a theatrical oh, release. It had a theatrical release for a month, and then went yeah, to Netflix. true. But it, was a, but it was a but it was a Netflix original movie. What was the title of that movie? I'm, I'm spacing on it. Uh, don't look up. Yeah, don't look up. Um, but nonetheless, we were talking about No One Will Save You, a new horror thriller, sci-fi alien movie. Uh, many genres can apply to this film by director Brian Duffield, which is his second feature film. A mm-hmm. director who I have never heard of. Have you heard of him before? I haven't heard of him as a director, but I've and I did not recognize the name. But upon looking at his other credits, I've seen two movies that he's written. So he's yeah a pretty well renowned screenwriter. He's he's working some pretty big projects. Um, writing but he's uh just kind of dipping his toe into directing and it seems like he's off to a pretty good start so someone who has been in the studio system for a while making movies in, in some capacity and is probably after the success of this movie um success being a vague term here because how do we measure the success of a movie that's not in theaters uh which we'll talk about later um but at least he achieved a goal here with this movie and he, he made a good movie and he's been in the studio system. So I'm sure going forward, he will have opportunities to make other movies at some capacity, whether it's a genre movie or something more big budget. And I do have an anecdote from him that I'll talk about later. Cause I listened to an interview that was kind of funny. Interesting. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about um, science fiction. Cause overall this is, <laughs> this is an alien movie, uh, yes. alien horror thriller. Um, but but more than anything, it's a sci-fi film. Uh, tell me about your relationship to sci-fi. Uh, do you like sci-fi? Are you a fan of the genre? Um, I know. I obviously everyone knows that you're a big horror guy, and these tend yeah. to ha- have some 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 blending here. But uh, what are your thoughts on the genre? I love sci-fi, and I love sci-fi horror especially. Um, I don't remember. Did we ever talk about on the pod? uh that one tweet that that person had where they said that uh sci-fi isn't a genre it's a setting or whatever i think we did i think we did talk about that uh i don't remember what the the context of it was wait no i think i said it's a setting anyway um no i love sci-fi horror um i was just thinking while you were talking there about what are some of the best alien invasion horror movies of all time because I would like mm-hmm. to hear your ranking of this movie against them. Oh, I wish you would have like texted me, uh, <laughs> so I could have prepared. But I a got list. some for you right here. Um, just okay, just off the top of my head here. So, off the top of my head, there is some films that. So there's kind of I could kind of break it down in two categories. I think I think that there are films that are this is influenced by, and that I find similar to and then mm. there's alien invasion movies and there's alien movies so i don't know where we're gonna draw yeah, exactly line. um i think because there's that... a difference between alien and 10 cloverfield lane exactly um and i think this film is very res- reminiscent of invasion of the body snatchers um oh, i've never I've, seen that one i haven't seen it in a long time so don't ask me too much about it but like that's <laughs> the basic premise of it um i think that alien 
is like one of the best alien movies of all time. But that's not really an alien invasion movie because it doesn't take place mm-hmm. on Earth. You know what I mean? It takes place mm-hmm. in, in the yeah. And there's also space. a difference between like sci-fi in modern day and sci-fi in the future. You know what I mean? Yes. So I wish like those were a, like two different genres, technically. Dude, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because my next bullet point is kind of touching on that. Yeah. Um, but let me hear. Let me hear your list of the best alien invasion movies. Is well, ET an alien just, invasion movie? Yeah, it's a it's a sci fi horror movie. Well, um, but it's an alien invasion movie. The alien invades. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, I just went through just while you were speaking there, and just yeah. looked through like my highest rated sci fi horror movies, and yeah, it's actually shocking how many of these aren't alien invasion. Really, the only three that I came up with are Slither, which I think is great. But is, it's also like that, a horror comedy camp thing. That sounds so familiar. I can't. I can't. It's think a it J- James Gunn early film from the two thousands. Oh, uh, okay. About like I, I know basically like these worm looking uh, aliens just start going in everyone's mouths and asses. Yeah, and I think I have everybody seen up. And then Ten Cloverfield Lane, obviously, which is going. one of my favorite movies ever. But that's mm-hmm. like separated from the genre to me because that is the more thriller than horror but you don't really see the aliens like the whole movie it's it's not really true about the aliens it's about being isolated in a time of crisis yeah and i almost wish they wouldn't have shown the aliens yeah leave it leave it ambiguous yeah but then there's a very prominent one from this past year that i couldn't help but be thinking of for a large part portion of this one which is nope Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't really put the two and two together, uh, honestly. But yeah, I mean, that is like a great alien. And it's kind of a little similar to this, too, with like the UFO focus. Um, But yeah, no, no, nope is a great. Well, the part that jumped out to me is when the aliens pull up inside of a storm cloud. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, interesting. I wonder how Jordan Peele thought of that. <laughs> um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I think, is a movie that relates to this too, and uh, a little bit. But again, that's kind of more about the paranoia of like an individual rather than like the actual aliens invading. And it's not so much of a horror movie, where this is yeah. more of a horror movie. Yeah, that's what I'm realizing too. Is like. <sighs> You have like War of the Worlds, which I guess oh, yeah. isn't technically a horror film and stuff like that. So it's like I guess there's like lots of like actiony ones. Yeah, I feel like a lot of sci-fi. Oh fuck, Cloverfields. Action. Cloverfields well, yeah. technically I, alien invasion. Yeah, I was waiting for you because you said Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, and then uh, your whole I, I, re- I read your uh, I read your review on Letterboxd, which <laughs> yeah, uh, which was. Uh, jj abrams is like swinging in the air that he couldn't acquire this and name it no one will say you know he wanted to so bad (laughs) yeah that's his Uh, favorite thing to do um you okay explain to me how cloverfield the original is not listed as a sci-fi horror film what the fuck is it then sorry this is yeah i mean people think that's not a horror film what is it? Is it action? Like thriller? Thriller, action, sci-fi. Yeah, I mean thriller, Hack. horror, found footage, great found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know if I want to go right into my next bullet point. Is there any other um? Anything you want to talk about as far as like sci-fi in general or like your relationship to sci-fi or um, I guess all I'll say is I'm a big I, I usually have a sp- soft spot for sci-fi horror. Um, I say usually because mm-hmm. I was surprisingly low on this film. I was finding as I was watching it. Um, that's about it. <laughs> OK, uh, yeah, I, I think sci-fi is an interesting genre because it tends to be at either end of an extreme where we have like yeah. these big sci-fi action movies that are really dominating the box office right now. Like things like 
doing obviously like franchise things like star wars and in star trek that have been uh just killing box offices for 40 years uh yeah. and then like the a film like the creator coming out like right now mm-hmm. that is a huge uh science fiction blockbuster which i'm sure we'll talk about at some capacity and that would be great to tie in this conversation too if we've seen it already um but you get those big flashy action even things like edge of tomorrow or edge of tomorrow is great it's such a good movie uh but like that's like one vein of sci-fi that's like really popularized where it's like basically what used to be a war movie is now a war movie set in the future and those are really like we we are set in the year 3050 or whatever and mm-hmm. we have these all these technological advances and then there's like the other end of the spectrum and this is usually where the horror genre inserts itself into and it's like a current modern day or in the vicinity or maybe even a period piece in the past where they are bringing sci-fi elements to our world now and that's normally where the horror lies where it's you know aliens are invading aliens are coming um ai is taking over uh things like that um that are it's it's injecting a fearful aspect of science into our modern day culture and opposed to we're fighting with blazers um so to me those are the kind of the two like big distinctions of sci-fi and one yeah. one is usually made for hundreds of millions of dollars, and one is usually made on a low budget, in like an, <laughs> yeah. in an indie sense. Yeah, um, so, and so I guess I guess the other thing I'll say is like, uh, obviously, the reason I'm attracted to sci-fi horror and horror in a large part is just the aspect of high concept in it. You know, just any mm-hmm. anything that starts out with a pitch that's like, uh, you know, aliens are going to come here. It's like, all right, I'm at least going to give that a shot. Yeah, yeah, it could be interesting. We'll see Gotta what the aliens, aliens look like. I'll um, pretty much watch like most alien movies just to see what people think an alien would look like. You know what I mean? That is true. Like one of like the coolest parts or like the most interesting parts of, okay, like how are, are we doing the traditional alien or are we doing, mm-hmm. are we making it like the thing or are we doing like what, how are we? The uh, thing. No, alien no, no, yeah, movie. No, yeah, true. Probably one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh but yeah and it's like and then i'm I'm just reminded again of nope and that pump fake that he did in that where you had just the actual like little grays and then it just turns that, out to be kids dressing up to scare that's him. what i was just gonna say and then you have things like nope where it's like the aliens the ship uh so mm-hmm. it's like a really interesting way to think about it Fuck, and be creative that was so good that movie yeah. was so fucking good didn't get nominated for anything that actually that. makes no fucking sense. I know, crazy. That um, possibly should have won Best Picture. What won it Best Picture? Nominated. Uh, what do you think? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The one, the same thing that won every other award. Um, yeah, I've completely forgot about that. <laughs> I wiped. Just won the most Oscars mind. in history. Uh, yeah. Okay, this is a good segue into my next bullet here, which is the state of sci-fi, uh, and. Uh, now versus what it was back in the day in like the 70s because right now Mm. we are getting to the point in like our culture where we're not too far away from a lot of the feats that were happening you know in 60s sci-fi and and 70s sci-fi where uh some of these advancements are like pretty close to where we are uh and i was wondering do you have an opinion or do you think that impacts the genre in a way that or either limits or expands what sci-fi can do with where we are right now because we the things that are available don't seem so foreign now does that make sense you know what i'm asking you yeah yeah i think i get it um i don't think it necessarily limits it because then you have things like black mirror where it's like black mirror is the modern twilight zone for what Mm -hmm. it is you know what i mean and it's like Twilight Zone would be things like here's this. Well, I mean, of the episodes I've seen, it wasn't even stuff like cell phones. It was still even more out there. Like we're gonna see that's interesting too. Like back in the day, it was like we're gonna go to space and we're gonna go to this new planet and X is gonna happen in the '60s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then we stopped doing space exploration, and now every single like sci-fi, well, every single 
80% of sci-fi horror is like the phones are going to do something fucked up. <laughs> well, like look at like um Space Odyssey and like Hal. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. now we're living in this generation of AI where like that mm-hmm. you could show like someone who is like 15 Space, Space Odyssey for the first time they'd be like what's the big deal? Like that's You know, just... that's a great question is why don't we have any AI horror movies? Uh well I feel like we I mean, I mean, no, 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 no. historically, historically, we do. I'm saying, how is that not the number one premise in anything sci-fi horror? Right well, now? Like, and it's it wild done to death, too, because the creator uh, that we haven't seen yet. So take this as a grain of salt. Is mm-hmm. one of the main things is AI. Yeah, but it like takes the side of AI, and it and it's made by like Disney. Um, so what does that tell you? Um, <laughs> during during a writer strike about AI, uh. <laughs> But think of like Ex Machina, like that's not really a horror movie, but it's a sci-fi movie where like AI True. is the center of it. And then True, we yeah. have like movies that explore AI. Ex Machina uh, is probably the best example of modern AI horror. Yeah, yeah. Her, it's not not really horror, but her is like a great example of like sci-fi AI. Yeah, is it just like faux pas now? Like it feels like we were hitting it hard in like the These early are, 2010s and, and now, now like I just, it's actually here and people have access to it every day and it's creating like uncanny things that are like dismantling society. Now everyone's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's too scary. It Well, so I'm sure there's examples of horror AI sci-fi movies out there that mm-hmm. have came out recently. Um, none come to I my guess head in the last what's couple that years. One last year, Megan or whatever. Where I didn't like see Megan. AI doll, but I, like, I, know, I just mean I don't know. It was AI doll. Keep, I thought it was just doll. We keep like externalizing it, or like making it a physical body. Like we keep like inserting it. Like Ex Machina, you know, it has mm-hmm. a physical body. Like her is the only one that's coming to mind. Where it's like, no, the point is like what makes it scary to me, at least is the ubiquitous ubiquity of it where it's like i can blow up that computer the ai is still out there you know what i mean like well i i think most of the genre that is involved with ai is like action where it's like we need to take down the computer what you're saying like uh, yeah. Or or think of like even Edge of Tomorrow, which is not AI, but it's like a hive mind alien, which is like mm-hmm. the same thing. You can you can yeah, replace every alien with a robot, then it would be the exact same thing. Um, and uh, I think that there will be. I think we're going to enter a wave of that. I think once we have like a better under the general public. That's what I mean. Are we just like before the crest or are like? Honestly, have you ever heard of that like thought exercise? What's it called? Basilisk something? I mean, that's very specific. <laughs> Basilisk uh, AI theory. Basically, the theory is uh, Roko's Basilisk thought experiment posits that the creation of artificial intelligence will lead to an all-powerful future artificial intelligence that will retroactively punish anyone who did not help bring it into existence. Oh, I have heard of that. That's why people, a lot of people like really believe that. I know. And that's what like a part of me wonders if like literally the powers that be are, are like turning down any script. Cause they're like, I don't want to publish that. I don't want AI <laughs> to come back and punish me. Now we're on to something. I do think that once I think the general public is like just getting a grasp on like what AI can actually do in like, yeah today's society and i think that also like corporations are really trying to like utilize ai in a lot of different ways so i think that like you're not going to see big corporations like disney and like universal make a movie that will scare the general public about ai right now Mm -hmm. to like and, and make it like a grounded realistic story rather than like a futuristic war story where Tom Cruise is blowing up because everyone can get behind that. They've been making movies about that, whatever it's like, yeah, kill, yeah. The, kill, kill the machine, but like something grounded, like more in the black mirror sense of like a, where it's like a big budget, actual scary horror movie. Yeah. It's like, that could be problematic. And I think you guys have to think about what your message is going to be. And I think people are kind of scared or at least a little resistant to, uh, have a very potent message on that right now but i think it will come i think people people are gonna get there 
And I think there was one, I think there was one AI. I mean, there's been AI, you know, I honestly, the more I think about it, some of the best Black Mirror episodes are AI. Yeah. Most of Black Mirror is that. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, just like in the, in the sense that we're facing now with like this idea of like literally this, uh, all consuming AI race that corporations are in where it's like. They want to take all the protections off of it to be the first one to market with like, and just you go on Twitter and everyone's like, here's my new AI generated image. Isn't this funny? And it's like, yeah. what's funny? Is that yeah, the joke? Is that the joke on society and the, and the way that we communicate? Is that the joke? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know, dude. AI is scary, though. I'm scared uh, to death of it. Yeah, but also and now we've now we've created now we're creating a searchable audio file that's us saying we don't support it. So when Roku, no, we. Comes I think us, you misunderstand fun. the point of this conversation. Is that we love AI and that we want it um, to do. We want it to be a part of everything. It makes our life easier. Exactly. Please let the record state that we are pro AI. Facts. Please, 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 please. <laughs> don't, 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 don't hurt us. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. But we did get derailed right there. We. This is not a yeah. conversation about AI. This is a conversation about science fiction genre and aliens more than anything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do is there any other um, films that you? Let's talk about the influences of this movie. That what it seems to be. Um, yeah. No. I already mentioned Invasions of the Body Snatchers. I think is like a very like point blank like obvious reference to this mm -hmm. um third close encounters of the third kind i think too and then it, just, it seems very spielbergy and even like just the aliens i love that the aliens in this are really just like the cartoon cutout of like what you think an alien yeah, is they're the, and, the og og yeah and they did it like a really good job of it too like it didn't it doesn't look cartoonish it looks like realistic and lifelike and um the creature design of like all three different variations we see are really good. Uh, another film that yeah, like to, uh, to switch and, and make a little bit of a reach here um, of a movie that we like it. This movie reminded me a lot of it follows in Interesting. a way uh, specifically because of like the, the timeless periodness of it. Um, yeah. There was a lot of weird, like, just traditional looking stuff in so the environment that was, I, I watched this movie with, head. with Miski for the first time we, the other night. Mm -hmm. And uh, I turned over to him like half an hour and I was like, what year do you think this is in? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, like early nineties. Like I was thinking like eighties, like did she use a cell phone in it? No, she doesn't have a cell phone. Cause she had, it's all landline stuff. And, uh, yeah. but it is in 2023. It's 2023. Uh, Does it explicitly say that? Yes, it's it's and there's a couple things that you can pick up on it. Like in the beginning, I rewatched it today. Mm -hmm. The gravestone on the beginning. Um, oh yeah, her, her mom died in 2019. Yeah, I do remember um, those days. And her friend died in like 2012. So we have those yeah. markers set up uh, in the town. And and what real I didn't realize that until I rewatched it yeah. the second time. But the first time. As right when we were having this conversation, basically, she was like running in town to go to the, the uh, police department. And there's a guy like in a cafe, like on like a MacBook. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, there's a MacBook. So like it has to be. Yeah, like, so she's just weirdly anti-technology. Yeah. So she's just like living her little like time Convenient. capsule life, which is like such a, we've solved the problem. Everyone's like, oh, we can't make modern movies anymore because the cell phone ruins everything. Oh, just make a, don't give them a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Easy yeah, fix. that's something that I'm finding uh, was my problem with this movie. Was I was like, okay, that's that's very convenient and takes care of that. Like, yeah, it's just it's just very much like I wonder when this movie was pitched and like made because uh -huh. a part of it does feel very like we got nothing else uh, to to release right now, so let's real quick make this movie. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. There's just like little contrivances and conveniences like that where it's like, okay, we didn't really feel like fleshing that out and giving it an extra 30 minutes or something to explain or something like that. Like not 30, but you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. any sort of background that explains any of this, but she just yeah. lives a humble lifestyle. 
she really they're, do they're like they're like hey accept it and we're like mm, all right sure yeah um yeah but i do i do like that though uh that i i would have wished they would if they went that route though they would have went more from it follows and made it more ambiguous where it's like we don't need the dates like we don't need the macbook like let yeah me f- and, and it follows is so deliberate with what it's doing like there's mm-hmm. just like little things like the cars are all from the 70s but their clothes are from the 90s and then one of them has a cell phone a smartphone and stuff like yeah. that it's like it's a very deliberate from the ground up like creation yeah. of uh, a fake reality where this is like we are going to make our protagonist like not have technology because that would yeah. literally ruin the story yeah, we're going to do the thing that helps us right now, real quick. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm sure there's a bullet about this, but I just wanted to bring it up real quick. The With the lack of dialogue in this, that's like mm-hmm. the first thing I had heard about this movie. And when I was going into it then, I was kind of wondering if it was going to be along the lines of like Hush or uh, Don't Breathe of like these newer wave of horror movies that I kind of like refer to as like sensory deprivation horror, mm-hmm. where it's like you take one of the five senses away from the protagonist and then you immerse the viewer in those in like the lack of a sense and how terrifying and uh, I, well, I don't want to use any word, but uh, uh, well, handicapping can be if you're trying to survive from a killer and uh uh but that's something that i was kind of shocked by in this so i was assuming when they said there's no dialogue that like she's a mute for whatever yeah. reason and no, i was like that would like, actually really be neat. i know i was like that would be kind of fascinating if like you know if a person's unable like maybe she has a cell phone but can't you know call police or whatever but i I know there's like tech services for that as well yeah she's just so. a, an anxious girl that's so it. I mean, in reality, it just feels like a choice by the director, which he's entitled to make that choice. But to me, I was reminded of the film uh, nineteen seventeen as I was watching this, where I'm the like, the war the war film, yeah, where I'm like the the, the creator, all in one shot film mm-hmm. by Roger Deakins World War Two movie in the sense World War One movie <laughs> in the sense that the beef I had with that one is I felt like the narrative was there to serve the creative the, choice of the, the director the purpose of like making yeah. it yeah yeah so like they were like we want to make a one-shot horror movie now let's find the story that fits that and this felt like you know I want to make a story with no dialogue now I have to write scenes that explain why there's no dialogue you know what I mean sure. like instead yeah, of I, being like I think it's a warranted nitpick, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you can really, I think you're uh, valid for that being a concern. But also, I think that the director is just asking you to not worry about it and say, "Yeah, just look beyond this," and that's fine. I'm willing to do that. Um, exactly, if, it's if, a personal nitpick. If he did it well, and I think he did it well, so I'll, I have no problem looking beyond that. But like that is a valid nitpick where it's like, why? Yeah. Also, another stupid nitpick. Just since we're on here, uh, terrible choice of weapons by this this girl. Uh, yeah, what were they? First of all, you live in a house by yourself. Um, Boiling water, I thought was actually kind of a tight plan. Yeah, I was wondering what she was doing with that. I was like, oh, you're just gonna throw it on him? Cool. Uh, yeah. But like, okay, so I get the point. Like, you should have a gun, but like, you don't need that. <laughs> That's fine. You live in a house by yourself. Um, yeah in the middle of nowhere like you should probably have a gun somewhere but that's fine that's fine we don't need that uh yeah. get get like a chef's knife like a butcher's knife or something you're like you you killed the alien with a uh toy chapel doll thing which is yeah. fine that was kind of cool cool scene yeah uh but then it's like your best weapon is a box cutter that you Get that was the first thing you grab and you put it in your pocket and you don't use it in the entire movie until the very end. Uh, you boil four pots of water on a stove, which is like I laughed when she th- threw it at the alien, which is a, a cool scene to have. So I, yeah. I give, give it a pass, I guess, but like not effective. Yeah, she has like a scissors or like something. It's like, do you have like anything that, that like a like, person has in their house that they need to have? <laughs> like, yeah, like. I understand not having a gun, but like, how would you possibly live in a home that doesn't have a knife in it? That doesn't make yeah, any sense. Or like a big stick. Yeah. 
Well, now that you have and you have time, this. you have time to like prepare things too. Like you could yeah. home alone this shit, and you could like d- do some stuff. Like you could you could take a a broomstick and tie a knife on it, make a little yeah. spear or something. The like, more we talk about this, the more this just feels like a writing exercise. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it feels like uh, Brian sat down to write a script and said okay, uh, I'm going to write a story. All right, she doesn't have a cell phone. Just to make that convenient. But I'm also going to try and do it with no dialogue. All right, let's see if I can do that. Uh, it's boring if she just uses a knife or a gun to kill these people. So what if she has, I don't know, only a box cutter and then she has to use just like, you know, boiled water. To, and it's just like, <laughs> at, at what like- point did you just sit down and say, all right, realistically, <laughs> how would any of this happen? Yeah, like if you have time to boil water, you have time to craft some kind of weapon that would be (laughs) more than a one-time use how much sicker would this movie be if she like fully home alone her house that's what i was just saying like if yeah yeah, she she has so much time to prepare like fucking lather up the steps with butter or something and and let them slip down again that's why i feel like this was like their first draft is because it's like okay so you're telling me this girl is like weird (laughs) <laughs> in the sense like she doesn't have a cell phone she lives in the middle of nowhere she's into like miniature dioramas yeah, she's that a murderer her, that gives her like some select skills you know what i mean yeah. like that not many people have so what would have been do you way think more this chick is just autistic yeah but Probably. it's like what, what would have made this like so much more interesting is like if it was home alone and like but she has very specific skills that you, a normal person doesn't have so it's like, like liam okay, neeson yeah. Yeah, like she, yeah, exactly. She's gonna call yeah. the aliens and tell them I have a, some set of skills. It's gonna make this really hard, to do, and it includes being able to whittle small figurines out of wood. <laughs> and it's just like, imagine if she was like, like I don't know, maybe she has like tons of like fucking balsa wood sitting around for her to make miniatures, and she turns them into like a fucking like darts, and is like shooting darts at them, like. What the fuck? Why did we make such a strange, like, off-kilter character and then just be like, uh, she's got water and a box. <laughs> yeah, so the the that was my one of my big nitpicks throughout the movie. I was like, you can defend yourself better than this. They seem yeah. to not be very hard to kill. You've killed, like, four of them. And, like, you're not even really trying. Yeah. Um, but also, like, they have, like, super powerful telekinetic powers. So, I don't know. Uh, the I, the blowing up the car with the big daddy long legs one was cool. I like that. Yeah. Oh no, that um, was the best action sequence in the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, I guess now is when I want to talk about how this is kind of structured. Um, because there's kind of like three movies into one, and I think true th- that this is what, what you were saying about it being like a writing experiment. I think that that it now, the more that I think about it kind of holds true where it seems like he had like a good idea that was like, would have been maybe like a short story or like a mm. short film and kind of expanded on it. Cause it kind of maybe got some traction or something or which is why I support anthology horror films always not true. every horror film needs to be feature like, um, but so there's kind of like three phases to me in like three different movies. Like the first one, is a home invasion movie mm-hmm. and we don't know what what it is the uh we hear a bump in the night we're woken up how sick would that be yeah and uh, yeah and uh it is kind of our typical like a, a girl is alone in the house and someone's breaking in and we don't know what's going on yeah. and that's exciting very scary yeah. already by itself and, and then, then, like, eventually the the climax is, like, she eliminates the home invader, realizes it's not human, and then, like, goes outside, big UFO over her house. Boom, we're done. Anthology horror film section that's going to be one of the best sections of the whole goddamn thing. Okay. In a different world, yes, that would have been good. Uh, yeah. But that's not what we're doing. Oh, I actually, I think that's uh, literally in VHS, too, the more I think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but so then... Right where right where you said uh, she she kills the alien, mm-hmm. and then that the home invasion movie is now over. It's the next yep. day. She's traumatized, and now we're we have entered a second movie, which is a chase mm-hmm. movie, a action chase movie, where she goes into town, um, 
and she's trying to get help. Get our invasion of the body snatcher shit. Yeah, can't get help. She realizes that most of the town or a good portion of the town is being controlled by aliens, and she is being pursued by these aliens and uh, has to get to safety. So now we're in a chase movie. Uh, and that whole other movie in itself. And then that goes for most of the the meat of the film, where mm-hmm. we're all on the same page now. We know what's going on. There's aliens. The scale is bigger than we thought. It's not just her. It's not just her house. It's everyone. It's town-wide, or, or we don't know how big it is, but like the, the foreseeable area is being invaded by aliens, and yeah. she seems to be the only one that is not going according to their plan uh and then the third and final part of the movie is the hard meat and potatoes of like the sci-fi alien 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 abduction like movie where she's now being abducted by aliens and we're in the spaceship and we are seeing what normally we don't see in these movies which is an interesting choice too that i like that he did um Mm. where normally it's like okay tractor beam up tractor beam down like it's ambiguous what happened into we're leaving you guessing what happened in in the spaceship but we they show they here's the spaceship here's like what's going on um so that's kind of how i I appreciate that as well cool to see um but and i i like this movie a lot i thought they did a good job i don't really have a huge problem with that but i feel like they we're doing a lot in a hour and 40 minute movie, but I thought that it worked well. What are your thoughts on like those progressions? Like you, yeah, you, you said out perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's three different things he's got going on that I wish would have been only two or one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you could have gotten away. I personally didn't really care at all about the whole invasion of the body snatchers shit. I kind of wish that we would have just stuck with like, I was loving that there is different varieties of aliens. Like as I was watching that with Hannah, we were being like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen that before being like, I mean, they did, they did that in Cloverfield a little bit, you know, where there's a giant mm-hmm. alien and then little aliens are coming off him. But it's like, I just like the idea of like, what if we're not invaded by just one species and instead like a coalition that are like, Hey, we're going to go like, you're good at running around as a little small guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, us medium sized guys have uh, psychic powers. So we're going to take it slow and steady. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like if need be, we'll just go ahead and put her in a psychic trance and, you know, put some weird thing down her throat. And then there's just the big bruiser who just fucking runs yeah. that thing. Daddy long legs. Back. I was talking about it right after me and Luke watched it. I was like talking about the big guy and I was referring to him as daddy long legs. Mm-hmm. And then I, today I watched or I listened to an interview with Brian Duffield and he was like, yeah, and said we were calling this guy daddy long legs. And I was like, ha ha. You were I am him. Yeah. I, I'm the vein. Um, that was just, yeah, I like, I like the big guy. Um, little guy, little, little child alien that she also murders. Um, this chick loves killing kids. No, um, yeah. Uh, but no, a good uh, to break it up and kind of give people like different. It would have been stale, I thought, if it was just the same like normal sized human aliens the whole time. Um, I have a bullet point that just says finger feet. Finger feet. Yeah, the aliens. Who had finger feet? The aliens. Their I feet. I noticed that. Their feet were just like finger. Oh, 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 oh! Those things. Yeah. Yeah. They're like they're claw. Yeah, that was cool. That was odd. You're like sucking on them, I bet. Ew. You're a big fan of those finger feet. What the hell? Yeah, I know you. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) Um, Okay, I had a question, too, uh, that I thought of my second time watching it. Was at what point do you think in the film that everyone is being like taken over by aliens. Do you think that in the beginning that most of the town is already being taken over by aliens? Nah, I think it was an overnight thing. I think that was the the point of having that time span. And that's what I thought my first watch. But like, if you go back and look like, 
because like she when she's going into town or when she's like before this is happening yeah um she's like trying to like wave to her neighbors and like nobody it's it gives them like a weird look and like everyone's ignoring her she tries to like wave to people at the funeral or at the um cemetery and like gets ignored um yeah. and that could be because she's just a weirdo she's who lives by herself. yeah um yeah in the community which is why i thought the point was um which i think that and this is like the, i don't know there's no you right or wrong answer to this but i think there's a possibility that you mm-hmm. could read it as these people are already like being controlled by aliens and the reason that they're ostracizing her is because she is not part of them she's being further alienated already because of that because of the little which the, which would give they are being alienated yeah the, which would give an interesting reason for why the character needed to be an ostracized individual like mm-hmm. that she would think it's completely normal that these people are treating me like they're aliens and also one of the reasons why she probably survived like longer than most mm-hmm. um so just food for thought i guess i don't know if you had any thoughts yeah about that. that's interesting um and then where do i want to go from here um we gotta discuss the ending and so i know well i that's like the big thing i don't know if we want to do that now or or later i'm gonna go there's one thing too that i have that i'm gonna save until we kind of talk about the ending with it uh i thought mm-hmm. caitlin dever the the our only actress really in it um yeah. was phenomenal i thought she I was thought great she was really good uh, I think it's a really challenging role to be in where you're not speaking and she communicates like greatly, like her emotion, like through just visuals. And that's really hard to do at like this level. So I think she's great. I've never really seen her before. Have you? Book smart. Oh, um, yeah, I did look up her filmography. Yeah. Um, she's because she's the the main. The, the main, lead. yeah. Yeah, the Besides lead. Benny, what's her name again? Uh, Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know her name. Um, but yeah, those two. But no, she was great. The original and, bottoms. Uh, I th- do you think oh, this movie would be better with dialogue? Yeah. You think it would? It be? doesn't even need to be much. I just wish there would have been like some when funny she jokes. Goes to town. No, not even like when she goes into town. Just like people talking around her. Like mm-hmm. I get. For your writing exercise, you want to do it no dialogue, but it's like let's be realistic. People would be talking as you're going around the town. And it's yeah, like, like when the lady like spat in her face, like yeah, like I'm fine with like I'm fine with like people only talking to her, and then like mm-hmm. she goes home. But it's like let's just be realistic. People would say something. Yeah, like you don't just walk through town and no one says a goddamn thing. I mean, granted, the argument could be that the invasion has already started, but you know what I mean? I would have loved for this to be like a sitcom comedy with like a laugh track. Yeah. No, that would have been terrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um But no, she she's great. I would I I and I think she is has like some pretty good acting chops to begin with, so it would have been nice to see her in an alternate universe it would have been cool to see this movie with like full dialogue and i think it still would have worked um yeah but well, and that's, that's I, li- too, I like the like, choice i like the choice though like i wouldn't change it that is too why it kind of reminds me of 1917 i'm about to say something real hot take controversial yes. but like it just reeks of like, well, I can't figure out what makes my movie stand apart from something else. So time mm-hmm. to just, you know, make a completely arbitrary creative decision that just demands that it's different. And it's like, you're entitled to that. You're allowed to do that if you want to. And that is because it's a choice. It's at the end of the day, it's a choice. It's like the same reason why you can choose to make your film in black and white or something like that. It's like, yeah, you're completely entitled to that choice. It's your creative decision. It's like, I'm also then entitled to go back, look at your movie and say, that was a cop out that you did to make your film stand out at the end of the year. When people are looking back and going, what movie did I like from this year? Oh yeah. That one had no dialogue. How weird was that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, people are talking about it. So mm-hmm. it's a way to do it. And, uh, it's yeah, uh, and I just realized we're we're describing what a gimmick is. I'm just describing <laughs> a gimmick. Yeah, like, true. Yeah. It's a gimmick, but yeah, I think it works though. I think it works, and that's the yeah. where is it is it cheap or is or does it work? And you have to make that decision. And I think this works, mm-hmm. so therefore is warranted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a challenge, and 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 
what we've been saying the whole time. It like seems like an experiment and the experiment worked. Um, will we get other horror movies like this where there's no dialogue? Probably not. Maybe. I mean, like I'm sure someone will do it again, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, okay. I have another question for you before we get into the ending. Okay. Um, this did not get a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Uh, this debuted uh, number one on Hulu. Do you think it serves the reputation of this movie better that it is a number one movie on Hulu, or do you think it would serve it better mm-hmm. if it came into theaters and it made like seven like seven million dollars or something? I'm gonna say something that might be controversial, uh-huh. but I'm gonna say that this was 100% a movie that you release on streaming. Yeah. Like this would have came into theaters done its budget. Maybe even like if the budget was small enough, I'm guessing this was only around like five mil or something. It had to have been like very cheap. Yeah. If this was was around like five mil, I could see it doing like 10 to maybe 15. Mm -hmm. Um, It would not have had the greatest word of mouth. I don't think like basically I just think Again, going back to the gimmick thing, a gimmick movie is the kind of movie you put on streaming. Yeah, it's, it's like a kind hard of, genre movie. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that's easy for you to, you know, get, you know, to astroturf a conversation on social media of did the gimmick work or what do you guys think of that no dialogue thing? Yeah, and well, it's we're easier than, you know, trying to push, you know, a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Where it's like, this is quality. Wes Anderson fans are going to show up, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you put it on streaming. Yeah, this guy is never really is roll all doll stuff yet. No one knows who this guy is, this director, for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're proof of the gimmick working. Like, I texted you yeah. the other day when it came out because we heard so much stuff on Twitter about it. And I was like, have you seen this yet? And you're like, no. Yeah. But I, like, I just also heard all of the good shit on Twitter. Yeah. And everyone is saying that shit on Twitter. Because mm-hmm. it's on Gimmicks Hulu, are easy to talk about. And it's on Hulu when you just go, oh, yeah. it's an hour, hour and a half. I'll toss it on at home. And everyone saw it, or a lot of people saw it. And everyone's like, oh, like for a low budget horror movie on Hulu, like this should, it's, the expectations are low because it's a low bu- budget horror movie on Hulu. Yeah. And when where you, it's like, where when it's it like, raises expectations, you're like, oh, that was way better than I thought it would be. That's like a yeah. quality movie that, like, should be talked about for the, the next couple of years in like a greater conversation of a genre. Um, whereas, yeah, if you see it in theaters, you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is like the best example of it, but like, Oh, this is the best example. Like freak. Like if you put Barbie on streaming, mm-hmm. there would have been like, no, like that is the exact inverse of this where it's like, there is no, like, I mean, or is Barbie the most gimmicky thing of all time? It really might tell. Barbie might be the most gimmicky thing of all time, but I think it's also like masquerading as a gimmick a little bit too. But it's like uh, if you put like Spider Man, a gimmick across, in itself. If oh, you put like Spider Man across the Spider Verse on streaming, like that shit would die. There, there's nothing anyone wants to talk about that with. It would go straight to like fandom Twitter, who would debate whether or not they think it's like a good depiction of miles or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, then you put it in theaters and people, it gets this fucking word of mouth buzz, but it's not this easily like shareable, like two word thing, no dialogue that you yeah. can be like, yeah, isn't that crazy? And then somebody can go, wait, what movie has no dialogue? And then you can go to Hulu and watch something in an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is like a perfect streaming movie. Um, and I'm having a hard time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm staring at the movies that came out this year and trying to be like, which one of these is a non-gimmicky movie that did well at box office that would die on streaming? I'm like, fucking... It's, this movie, this year's been so bad for movies. Yeah, except for like a handful of like diamonds, but exactly it's like you have like two or three heavy hitters and then like everything well, else i've seen this year is three stars ho- or lower well hopefully too that this is like it's going up from here not to get into like a greater conversation about like the state of cinema or whatever but mm-hmm. with the strike going on a lot of things got pushed back in 24 and mm-hmm. uh, this whole well, that's the other thing is i'm really like good. 
now because of the strikes and everything, there's nothing coming to save the the last quarter yeah. of this year. But we still do actually. That's lying though, because we do have some good movies coming out in like the latter half of fall and into. The winner. We, we still we still have Killers of the Flower Moon coming out yeah, in October. The Napoleon movie is still coming out too, right? Yeah, I, you just hate Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, I'm I'm so funny. I'm so sci-fi Ridley Scott faced, and so yeah. <laughs> not his historical dramas. You, but loved, I will say I did love Last Duel. I was gonna say you love the Last Duel. Mm-hmm. I love the last duel. It was great. See, okay. I think it's just more that anytime I imagine watching a historical drama, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so bored. I don't want to fucking watch shit about Europe. Oh, and dude, I, I am, watch it. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. This is I history. I am so much fucking red pilled on that because I <laughs> love like a good period piece. Like I it's love, like, I love fucking... histories. I don't know why. Whenever it's time to watch historical drama, I'm like, ugh. Are you, and and like, sci-fi? Sci-fi has like two trees, like two roads that kind of go down. So you have like the sci-fi, then you have like fantasy. Mm. Do you like the fantasy route? Wait, wait, wait. give me two examples. Lord of the. So Rings. we kind of mean like we kind of mean like the difference between the creator and this movie. No, I'm saying like there's like science fiction that's like yeah. futuristic, like Star Wars, and then there's like fantasy that's like Lord of the Rings. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Those two genres, like, which one do I like better? No, I'm just saying, like, do you like both of them? Do you not like one of them? Do you have oh, yeah, explored I both, both I of them? I fuck heavily with both of them. Yeah, me too. But which one do you like better? I think sci-fi. It's hard to say, though. I, I think... feel like I've seen better sci-fi movies than I have seen fantasy movies. I think that it's, like, way more achievable to make a better sci-fi movie than a yeah. fantasy movie. But I think that like the very few examples of like really high elevated fantasy movies are like in a league of their own. True. Cause it's like, you can make a sci-fi movie that's set in space by just having hallways that you're filming inside of. Yeah. And you're like, look at these white walls. Movie, yeah. You need to have like a wide open field. And like, look at, look at night alien. Armor. One of the best movies ever made. It's like, Oh yeah. Here's just a corridor. That's like from exactly. A yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, see, that's what I mean. Like, sci-fi should have two different things. That's, like, science fantasy and science fiction. Because it's, like, to me, a movie like this is equal to, like, a period drama where, like, you know, there's witches or something like that in, Mm -hmm. like, medieval. Like, The Witch. The Witch by... Uh, Eggers. Eggers. I was going to say, you love Eggers too, and those are period. You're talking a lot of shit about period pieces. Like, I, know, I really love Eggers. You're a huge fan of period pieces. <laughs> and and it's like, well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, but that's the thing that's funny too, is like, there needs to be so much more specificity with genres. Like, there's such a difference between Napoleon and The Lighthouse. <laughs> like, it's like... Name one. <laughs> it's like... There's there's like period like war dramas or period or like period biographies. That's actually the beef I have with Napoleon is the biography aspect. Oh, true. But Oppenheimer was a banger. But I was also scared as fuck that Oppenheimer was going to be bad. Okay, let's talk about the ending of this movie. Okay. I hated this ending. (laughs) You hated the ending? Yeah. I have mixed feelings about it. Um, Why don't you run me through your opinion? So, yeah, so they beam her up into the ship, they tap her head, and then they see, all right, here's my thing, uh, as, a, as a rock to the head survivor as a child, yeah. uh, I have no, like, that was fucked up. She cane enabled her friend, like, yeah. that's genuinely <laughs> fucked, and they presented it like, isn't that a sad mistake, and I'm yeah, like, what, you like, can't really it? drop that one on me. Like, look at all this trauma she's dealing with. Yeah, with, like, no preface and be like, yeah, and I'm like, what do you mean she murdered her friend? Like, that's fucked up. She pushed her over. She deserved it. She deserved to die. It's presented in such a way that's, like, like, unanimously everyone should understand that (laughs) that is, like, so crazy and so sad for her. And I'm like, I need some time to sit with that. Maybe you give that to me at the beginning of the film. 
and then I can sit with it over the course of the film and figure out how I feel. I'm like, that is not something you can present to me. And I'm so, going to instantly say, wow, I feel so bad for her. What they needed to do was like have her like push her back and like fall down and like hit her head on a rock or something. Not her fucking One million palm, percent better. Not her fucking just palm and just strongest right hook of all time straight to the temple with a rock. Like, no, she actively made the decision to kill this girl. Yeah. I'm like, that's not an accident. That's murder. That's not <laughs> something that I'm like, oh, that's traumatic that that happened to but you. But that makes sense why the mom is like, no, fuck you. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like my daughter. But then it's like, but then it's like clearly what you're supposed to think the whole time is like, yeah, is like, how dare she hold this grudge? Like, this wasn't that bad. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, or it's like, or it's she's like, she's writing letters something... to her. Like, she feels bad. No, she's have it be something like more arbitrary and like has a longer setup and is harder to portray. Like something like, I don't know, like, she she they they both have a crush on the same guy and her friend starts dating the guy so she spreads a rumor and like her friend ends up like killing herself over the rumor like something that like you didn't know yeah the like you didn't direct you, you didn't directly do it like it's still yeah. shitty. and like and like, like then it's like very a morally gray thing that you should probably feel bad forever that you did that yeah. and it would make sense that everyone hates you over it but it's also yeah, this like it's petty and stupid ranger thing then that would explain her like aversion to technology if it was like a Facebook post she made or something like that. Like yeah. it's like, why have her genuinely cane enable her best friend and then yeah. be like, yep, that's something that people do and it's fine. The equivalent of just fucking 12 year old curb stomping the fuck out of her. Insane. And yeah, then we, is, is this a hot take that we're like not fucking don't feel bad for her? I kind of figured it was a hot take, but I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just uh, from my own traumas cannot think that that's OK. And uh, but then it's like then on top. So then, OK, so they view that memory. The aliens and, do. And that's like not even like the part of the ending that is like controversial. I know. And then they like converse. They're like, oh, OK, they're like, and that's the thing, too. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That's the craziest part. So not only does he present it to the audience as yeah, if so, this is so, something that we should think is traumatic. So like in the spaceship when she gets abducted, uh, they are like putting her in this like weird chamber and all of the aliens are like watching her and they are like dissecting her trauma. They're like looking at her memories and like mm -hmm. uh, it, they're like projecting it to the crowd of aliens and they are like observing her memories and trauma and like making like a decision about something all right continue yeah and then so not only is it presented to the audience as like do like here's my argument for like just the most morally gray thing ever it's like no that's not morally gray yeah. then the aliens all converse and come to what conclusion tell me i don't know so that's where I was too, because I, what I kind of got from this, my interpretation of it, because it's very vague and it's very up to up to the individual's interpretation of what's going on, and uh, I do have a little bit of clarification because I, uh, the from interview that I listened to, he kind of mentioned something earlier on it that he, that when he wasn't talking about the ending that like alludes to this, um, and I guess I'll start there. Um, so they're talking about the the design of the aliens, like what they're doing yeah. in it. And he said the intent was to make them like a religious group or like a cult group. Um, and that they, that they weren't trying to harm people, but that they were trying to help people kind of in a sense of where it was like, you're bringing a dog to the vet and like the dog doesn't want to go to the vet, but like they know that like you know like when you have to bring your dog to the vet like it's for the greater good but the dog doesn't know that and like the people us humans are the dog and we have the perspective of these guys are trying to hurt us they're trying to do something wrong we don't want to go to the vet and like we're viewing them as hostile but they're okay. like no like we're trying to help you this is for the greater good um of you, even though they did kind of fucking not make it very apparent that they're trying to be helpful. Yeah, uh, but at the same pretty... time, like you said, a, a vet's a good comparison because you can see a dog like digging its nails in to not go yeah, in there. And but, it's like, what do you think we're going to do to you? 
So and it might hurt your neck as we're pulling you in here by your collar, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of like the comparison that the director made. And then everything else that I'm about to say is like my speculation, not the director's. Mm. Um, so it seemed to me that they are like taking away her trauma. So it's like, they're like, all right, here's like the tumor that we have to dissect thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they do kind of do like some some kind of like motion like that, where it's like the, the animation of it is seems kind of like that where they go through like some transition. So it's like, they've identified it, identified the root of her problem Mm -hmm. where this is why she's fucked up. This is what happened to her. And like, let's remove that pain. Um, Mm -hmm. And they like remove that pain and they send her back down to earth. And she seems to be normal kind of, but everyone like seems to be normal and it seems like it's not like a real normal. It's like a fabricated sense of reality and a fabricated sense of normal where they all might feel fine, but it's probably not like, and they also still have the things in their throats. There's some artificialness the to it. I think yeah. so. Do they? I thought I saw that at the end. I don't know. I thought she was the only one who didn't have the thing in her throat. That would that make sense did. too, because like I. So think, here's the thing. Here's the other thing we need to talk about. I think about she is, doesn't, but I think everyone else might. I think that she right. doesn't. You can see her throat. She doesn't. But uh, but everyone else still looks about, kind of fucking like psychos. Yeah, we need to talk about though when the thing was in her throat, she sees uh like a world where her friend never died. Mm-hmm. And everything's perfect, and like everything she did bad never happened, mm-hmm. and so it's like this like complete uh, what's the word like nullification of the trauma, not a removal of the trauma, yeah, just like a complete pretending that didn't happen, that never happened. So I guess it's the difference between like band aids and surgery. Mm-hmm. So it's like the first thing they tried to put on was a band aid, and she rejected it. So then they dragged her up and they did the actual surgery to remove it. And I guess the assumption is for most people, all they need is the Band-Aid. Apparently. Yeah, I think that's a good read on it. Yeah. But like, again, that's why it feels like a first draft. Like, if they were like a religious group, like, I'm sorry, make it so that they're like telepathically. Again, no dialogue. I didn't get any of this. Yeah, it's really hard to convey like uh complicated ideas or or just treat the audience like they're dumber have her have a dog that gets sick at the beginning of the movie and she takes it in like give us something to help us draw that conclusion besides it being in your own head yeah 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 that would if if that in that speculation like i don't know if that's what they're trying to do Mm mm-hmm but that's kind of i mean it makes sense i like that 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 redeemed some of it in my mind um, because at the end, I'm like, I truly don't get like they decided she was the most traumatized girl on earth. Is that what yeah, they decided for, when they brought her up there for murdering? That's what I mean. I'm friend. like, and I don't know why I can think of people that are more traumatized right now. Yeah. And I don't know why, oh. like that she is being selected as is this like a universal thing that they're doing for everyone? Or is she the only one that? is normal now and everyone else still fucked like so i uh, and why why her why are they so interested in her yeah i don't get it yeah yeah so that's my thoughts on it do you have anything else you want to say that's about it i don't think i have any more bullet points uh really good sound design i thought uh that was the only thing i didn't talk about not really a score it's more just ominous music playing like the whole time but yeah Yeah. it's one of those what's the old saying if you if you didn't notice it that means it's good yeah yeah that's yeah. kind of where i'm at with it i'm like it all gl- it all like went together seamlessly where i wasn't like what the fuck is this score <laughs> yeah uh well overall though i did like the movie um i think it's a worth checking out it's a good horror movie like if you're like watching this with like your girlfriend or like your partner or something and they're like oh i don't like scary movies like no this is a good like middle ground uh yeah, it's not that it's not that scary um interesting shot really well um all of like the aerial shots are meant to like convey like the view of the aliens and i thought mm-hmm. that was really cool uh but good movie check it out it's on hulu you don't have to go anywhere worth the the 100 minutes or whatever it is um any other closing comments 
Nothing, but based off uh, just one thing I was going to add right there is like that's unfortunately the fate of streaming services is they're just going to be a dumping ground for like B movies and high concept stuff like this where it's like it's like you said, I don't got to get up off my couch and I can watch something that's mildly interesting that I can have a conversation with the person I watched it with after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think for our next episode, are we going to talk about the creator? I'm leaning towards that. I'm okay, probably going to see it, I think. Okay, because there's something that I want to bring up, um, but I think that would be a better conversation to have with the creator than this movie, so I'll save mm. it then. Okay. Um, we'll plan on that then. Tight. Awesome. Uh, we'll be back sometime soon, hopefully, talking about either the creator or something else. It could be... We will eventually get into some horror stuff. It is that season. Um, and... Uh, Number one, the bank wanted drug screen for everyone on the crew before they afforded the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having.